0: Hello, this is Greg Lineweber with the uh, Multiversal News. Here we are on top of the deck here in the lovely city of Seattle. Or is it? Yes, that's right. We are uh, experimenting with our new green screen technology, as you can see. Looks pretty good, huh? And you're wondering how we managed to to, uh, snap the sunlight to the green screen so well. These are mysteries you may ponder for the rest of your life. Now here we are uh, with the cast of um, the movie uh, Where in the World is Kenneth Lay? No wait, that's not the name of the movie. What's the name of the movie? The Search for Kenny Boy. The Search for Kenny Boy. Could you guys just introduce yourselves and tell the audience what what the participation was in the
1: movie? I'm Sarah Ortner. I was one of the producers of the movie.
2: Uh, I'm Mike McCowan and I was an assistant director and also one of the lead actors in The Search for Kenny Boy.
3: I'm Susan Taylor, and uh, I was a producer with the film as well. Oh, great, great. Uh, as
0: producers, uh, what was the most difficult thing to have to overcome in order to to make the movie look real? What was the, What were some of the uh, difficulties prop-wise? Right?
3: I would say that finding the right locations was definitely the biggest challenge um, as far as making the movie look authentic. We had a lot of really good luck um, finding um, work through. Locations through the city of Seattle Mayor's office of film and music. They helped us get into Discovery Park um, and the old Navy base out at Sand Point, um, Magnuson, and we even uh, through a friend's connection uh, uh, got up to a local airpark. So that was did, did, by did far it, the biggest challenge. Did,
0: did, did the mayor's office charge you for that for those
3: locations? You know, it was really reasonable. Um, yeah, it was between um, 25 and $50 for any given location. Wow. Um, if you're working um, as an independent filmmaker, they're a fabulous resource. Yeah, no kidding. Um,
1: another challenge I thought was scheduling the search for Kenny Boy takes place in Texas and we were doing a lot of shooting in the months of February, March, April <laughs> here, so I really send out props to our director of um, Photography, Nick, who just did a fantastic job making it look like it was hot and dry when it was in fact cold and rainy.
0: Yeah, wow, yeah, good photographer is great, yeah. to, great to have around. Well, uh, now, tell me something about the movie itself, about about the the structure itself. Is the movie geared around Kenneth Lay or? or uh, here, t- tell me something about the, the major characters.
2: uh so the the movie is mainly kind of a, a buddy film between uh two bounty hunters who are hired to go find uh Kenneth Lay and they don't know uh if he has if he is dead or if he's just mysteriously
0: vanished. Yeah. Okay, so what what prompts the search? Who pays for these guys to to head out there?
1: There's a mysterious heiress named Sarah who kind of comes out of nowhere and wants to know if Kenneth Leigh is dead or not. So that is, she's sort of the mystery woman, kind of a film noir kind of figure, I would say. Oh,
0: okay. So uh, does she ever reveal her face or she covers her identity pretty well?
3: We, in fact, do meet Sarah. Uh, She's quite a bombshell. And uh, (laughs) she... um, In searching for uh, Kenneth Light puts herself at uh, considerable risk. Uh, It soon makes it to the higher powers that be that she is uh, digging around in places she shouldn't be through the bounty hunters, Jim and Ted. And uh, she uh, is soon soon kidnapped, uh, leaving her uh, film noir damsel in distress, if you will.
0: Right now, this is this is sounding better and better already. Okay, so we've got another lead actress in that that's, that plays a significant role. Do because she's not here with us, I guess. So. Well, you guys look like such great actresses. I mean, it's, I'm sure you guys would do part. Well, anyway, uh, now, um, what year does this take place? Is this like a, in our present time?
2: I would okay. say present. Yeah.
1: I would say it's, it's relatively contemporary, not 2010, a little bit closer to when the actual Enron's, yeah, so more like, two, I would say 2000 <laughs> 2004, 2005-ish is what I'm thinking, it probably happened around there, sort of close after Ken Lay's death, but not immediately after.
0: Boy, those were great years, weren't they? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I remember uh, being as a liberal talk show host, I had a show called the Ultra-Liberal News. Mm-hmm that I commented on how just awful the Bush administration was. It was so easy. I mean, every week there would be some new outrage I could get really ticked off about. And I had a lot of fun with that while the world burned. Um, But the one thing I remember most distinctly about Kenneth Lay was uh, his subordinates being caught in a recording about uh, Aunt Millie, talking about how they're screwing Aunt Millie or Grandma Millie or, or somebody like that. Now, this is the kind of uh, thing that sets up your evil guy, Kenneth Lay. Does Kenneth Lay play a significantly evil role in the film?
1: Kenneth, kind of, I mean, Kenneth Lay is a complicated character in the film and there's a lot of ambiguity and mystery surrounding him right from the get-go. Oh. But he's definitely not a kind character. He's okay. not somebody that you'd want to bring home for dinner. Yeah,
2: I would say he's uh, clearly very selfish, um, and and uh, that's that's about the the sum of it.
0: So it's okay to hate him then.
2: Definitely okay to hate him in the movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Good, good, yeah. good. Well, yeah, you know, we all the villains should be a, a hateful person, and Kenneth Lay is just great. I mean, he, he he gave you a great template in real life. So, uh, what else does he do in the movie that that uh, is more outrageous than what he did in real life? Does he go any farther? Does he take his evilness any any further?
2: Uh, he he masters brainwashing technology,
0: Woo-hoo.
2: Uh, and and he pretty much has uh, a hold on uh, uh, other sorts of technology that that his his position of power uh, he's able to to use that for for leverage.
1: Has a black market cigarette trade, which is a pretty key aspect of the movie too. Oh, so he's, he's peddling
0: ciggies, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> that guy is evil. <laughs> uh,
3: so if you see any plain gray cigarettes out there on the market, you know that uh, the Kenneth Lay from the Search for Kenny Boy uh, film uh, has uh, oh, boy. has been producing this.
0: <laughs> well, that's would be wonderful good news. Okay, so. Let me see if I understand the, the general outline of the plot here. Kenny Lay disappears. A mysterious woman hires two guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, search for him. And so do you actually go out into space to, to look for Kenneth Lay?
2: Uh, space is among one of the many locations where we go to look for him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so it's actually that the, the, uh, the uh, searching for him takes place here on Earth in some places. Wow, we're... Uh, Anything, any place remote and mysterious, like the Amazon River or something?
3: <laughs> we, uh, uh, mysterious maybe, not remote. We find the lair of The Lung, uh, who is the local cigarette aficionado, oh. that the guys, when they find this mysterious gray cigarette, take it to the local uh, former expert. CIA former like CIA that. agent like yeah. The Lung, who uh, sits in his basement doing chemistry on uh, cigarettes <laughs> and Tells him these are the best cigarettes he's seen in a long time.
0: Yeah. So, wow. Well, Kenneth Lay, I mean, at least he knows how to make a good product. Mm -hmm. For the first time in (laughs) his real life. Okay. All right. Uh, So, uh, I guess, so what what does he do later, drive up the price of cigarettes by destroying a bunch of plantations or that's, that's the, that's the lay model. (laughs)
3: Well, let's put it this way: the cigarettes are for a customer you might not expect. You might not be looking for in your local neighborhood uh, where they're selling these cigarettes.
0: Oh, I see. see somebody, somebody, a real druggy, mm-hmm. real bad person. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to get surprised here. So you're not yeah. going to reveal yeah. this vital information to mm-hmm. us? <laughs> oh no! Now I'm going to have to see the movie. Absolutely. Which? Absolutely. Let me tell you, folks. I think this is going to be a really great movie. I've, uh, I said. A, a follower of, of political history. This one uh, really strikes home to me because it's got Kenneth Lay in it. And it's uh, the subject of Kenneth Lay is, uh, is comedic. You know, he's so evil and over the top, you can't really believe he's a real person, but he is. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's, I can't wait to see what you do with him as, as far as the, the comedy goes. Do, so uh, does Ken Lay have a lot to say in the movie? Does he, ha- does he give a, his little speech while he's about to do the good guys in? The, oh great
1: oh, he definitely he definitely has the you know the, the the stereotypical bad guy here is why i'm doing this moment oh wonderful joy you i love say
2: anything the speeches yeah he, he just has he does have a a moment where he he states yeah these these are the reasons why i've done all this in the past and why i'm going to do this uh, in the future and so,
0: uh, so who
3: plays in the movie, by
2: the way? I, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head, but he's one of the one of the local actors. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We had a really fabulous team of local actors working with us. Um, oh, uh, all from the whole Seattle area. They came out and it was actually a huge cast uh, yeah. for the film. We've got a bunch of great actors. We do. Here. We do have, have a tremendous acting resource.
0: Talent yeah. is amazing. You hear that? I'm plugging you guys. <laughs> do me a favor and come on to my show uh anyway um well, let me check the time real quick here okay okay uh, i i you normally have a monitor so i can sort of see what's coming on i need to make a quick uh, couple of announcements for uh, advertisers uh harris Host, a website is the place to go to host your websites They're the cheapest and the best, and really, really great company. Uh, They've done really great work for me, and of course, I really love this company to death. Harris Host, if you want to have a website, go with these people and let them host for you. Thank you very much. And also, I want to steer you towards uh, Twice Sold Tales. Go there if you want to get used books. Now, I, since this is a multiversal news, I do have some important information I need to pass on to a couple of universes out there. Okay, um, universe 172222. Alright, universe 172222, it's not the end of the world, okay? Of course, she broke your heart. What am I going to do? Okay, what are you going to do? you going to sit there and cry about it all day long? No, you've got your whole life to live about. And she's a jerk, okay? She's a jerk in this universe. She's a jerk in your universe. She's a jerk in every universe that I've ever uh, we've t- discovered and, and studied this person. So, yeah, you got suckered, okay? So, get over it, okay? Thank you, thank you. You'll be all right, come on. Now, universe 031779, the red dog plays poker with the green mongoose. And now, another special message for 042929 okay first of all sear the steak on both sides on a frying pan then bake it okay and then halfway through you put the broccoli on there i can't emphasize this enough don't put the broccoli in right at first okay and and okay go easy with that stuff and don't turn up the oven too high about 350 should do do fine okay thank you very much now uh back to kenneth lay do you describe this movie as a uh, alternate universe? Uh, which alternate universe is it? Do you have the number on that one? Because we're still trying to research find
2: Yeah, it, it's th- three four two two one um, dash C A nine. Whoa, whoa! Let me write this down. Three, what's that again? Uh, three two four four one dash C A three nine. It's it's behind uh CAB
0: 32441. Yeah. C- oh, this is this is a
2: subuniverse. Yeah. In other words, yeah.
0: it's, a, it's a it's a it's a subroutine of a of another universe. So mm-hmm. Somebody came in and, and created a, a a a fracture in the timeline. Hey, that's really cool. So, um Kenneth Lay created his own uh, his aberration in time and space himself. Well, that's that's something to be remembered for. Now, what other uh, conservative icons uh, play a role in this movie?
1: Well, Anne Rand, the uh, libertarian, mother of libertarianism, she plays a role. She doesn't make an appearance, but her ideology and her books do. Uh, Including. Unfortunately, not, but she does have some work uh, undiscovered up until now, work that's uh, discovered in this universe. So she plays a role. Um, Right. Like,
0: what kind of books is. Well,
1: there is a there there's a sequel to atlas shrug that she she writes and I don't oh, want to anyway. give away what's what happens in the sequel but it, it does kinda have the potential to create a rift in the conservative community so, okay, okay.
0: so there's now, that l- Let me take, a, take take a guess uh, in the sequel does it say I was just kidding
3: uh, uh, the uh... her work, uh, Anne Rand's work in the movie is espoused by a fabulous uh, conservative um, uh,
1: Pundit? Pundit writer. Yeah.
3: A a takeoff on Ann Coulter. Mm -hmm. Our fictional uh, Karen Miller uh, ends up at one point in a knife fight with our hero, Jim, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty fabulous. She's got some good moves undefeated. uh, Up until now, you'd have to find out on the Search for Kenny Boy uh, film. If she. she, uh, Just beaten in a knife
0: fight by Jim. Wow, that sounds really impressive. Now that's, I gotta see, so Ann Coulter gets into a knife fight with Jim, or yeah. the Ann Coulter ripoff? Yeah. Okay, well that's, that sounds really, now I love this, this is starting to sound better already. So is there ever a, a saloon scene, like in Star Wars, or? Well, not, there's,
1: there's not exactly a saloon scene, but there is a very fancy um, Republican fundraiser. Oh good, which, good. Which uh, <laughs> takes place in an underground club.
3: Please, please, the children of liberty. <laughs>
1: exactly, children, of, children liberty, of liberty, children of liberty. Yeah. Um, so there is, there is that. There's also, sort of speaking of, kind of uh, icons of the conservative movement, it's not an individual but the military industrial complex is well, featured pretty key yeah, to this universe. Well,
0: if, you're gonna have, if you're gonna have something that requires secrecy and, uh, and a conspiracy, who better than the military? I mean, the military uh, does this so well, and they've been doing it for years and years. Um, okay, so the military is involved. Kenneth Lay has is, is, uh, got something going on. What uh, What is it that, what's this deal? What's Kenneth Lay's evil plans for the near future in the movie? What's, uh, what's driving the movie?
1: I'm not really. Sh- I'm not sure that that we can give that away. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty. The que- that's the big question, you know. That's what we're trying to to solve. I mean, you start off thinking, well, maybe he's just you know selfishly faked his suicide so that he can keep the money. But then it gets more complicated than that. So, you
3: guys want to say anything? We uh the the boys uh, Jim and Ted employ a crack team of um, second-rate uh, blue-collar detectives. Uh, underneath them, we've got. Um, uh, Harold, yeah. We've got Harold working on the computers and uh, we have a number of other folks Gina? poking their noses in. The fabulous, always, always wonderful, Gina. She keeps the levelest head in the office. She's the um, secretary, administrative assistant, gun cleaner, you know. Oh. Uh, Mother hen. <laughs> M- Mother hen, exactly, of the office. Oh. Gina Masters.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. So that's a character that I, I wouldn't have found out about if, I, if we hadn't a- <laughs> broshawn so those the so those people are the two primary support characters the computer nerd and the yep. and the office uh, boss mm-hmm. does she does she ever yell at the guys
2: uh, she she rolls her eyes a couple times oh, okay. uh, tells us it's a big mistake <laughs> um, oh, okay, what good. we're about to do and, and i got a bad feeling about this yeah oh. uh, she sighs a
1: lot D- deep heavy deep heavy sighs she kind of oh. shakes her head and sighs yeah i could have played
2: that and the uh, the the computer guy uh, is is definitely by no no means a nerd or or he's very cool uh, computer guy.
0: Probably the coolest guy in the movie. Though. Yeah. Probably. Well, I mean, except for the Hawaiian shirt, sure. I mean, you can't can't beat that for coolness. I mean, it's designed for coolness.
3: I'd uh, I'd have to nominate for the coolest guy in the movie, um, uh, played by an actor you had on the show recently, um, Paul ball and horn yeah he uh he plays a um mentor bounty hunter to the pair uh oh, who's uh who uh what's the name of his uh television program in the show do you remember girls
1: gone, girl's gone bad Is
3: that girl's, gone well, good, right? girls gone good right yeah he uh bad girl's, gone good. bad girls gone good yeah yeah he takes uh girls on the street and turns them uh straight in uh 30 seconds flat it's a pretty <laughs> it's a Pretty fabulous uh, character yeah he uh, spices his uh, spices his burgers with uh, pepper spray vegetarian
0: oh. burgers <laughs> oh he uses pepper spray on his vegetarian burgers well that's uh, that's the sign of a, of a tough guy right there for sure but yeah oh, well paul's a paul's a nice guy he's uh, he's the one who had uh, advised me about that you guys were making this movie and i'm really intrigued for all the, the obvious reasons and and I, of course been an, a follower of Kenneth Lay for quite some time and wondering, God, how evil can you get? And if he's still alive, perhaps more. Perhaps there's, there's more opportunity.
3: If the viewers are intrigued like you are, they can find The Search for Kenny Boy on IMDb where you can watch a trailer in HD. For uh, You just go to imdb.com and um, search for The Search for Kenny Boy. Um, you'll see a trailer and a list of all the fabulous cast and crew that we had uh, working on the movie.
0: Darren, can we get a, a look at that trailer yet? You think we could in like about ten minutes, maybe? It's on YouTube. Yeah.
3: It is on,
0: it YouTube, is on also. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he'll he'll be able to find it pretty soon, I I guess. Um, okay. Uh, shot locations. What what were some of the locations that you used in town?
1: Well, we used the Seattle Municipal Tower. The outside of the Seattle Municipal Tower. We used. We were. We did a lot of shooting at Discovery Park, at Sandpoint and Magnuson buildings, which I don't think are there anymore, but were part of the the naval base, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, we used what was the nightclub that we shot at? Do you remember the name of that? Uh, that was the Jewel Box Theater okay. at the, the, the Rendezvous. The Jewel Box Theater at the Rendezvous. I'm trying to think of some other locations that we shot at. Oh, well, the University of Washi- University of Washington Ceramic.
3: Yeah, ceramic metal. Ceramic
1: arts uh, metal, metal arts building. Any other locations?
3: Uh, one of my favorite uh, little stories from the shoot was it was our very first day of shooting. We were at Discovery Park. The sun was beating down on us. Everybody was getting a sunburn. And um, we had the great um, guys from Battlesim Airsoft Combat um, out, and they were uh, being our soldiers for us. The uh, aforementioned military uh complex and uh they were so they were running around doing their maneuvers out in the park in the they're sun great. and uh a uh, uh, lady sidles up to me and she goes so they're finally taking care of the coyote problem <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the city of seattle would bring out a uh, a fleet of commandos to get, get after the coyotes
1: crawling around on their stomachs with their guns don't
0: be fooled these coyotes are very dangerous <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah. I mean, of course not. I mean, that is kind of a joke, but <laughs> overreaction here in Seattle? Why, of course. That's how we handle the nightclub scene here. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, definitely, I've got more questions. Uh, uh, this is a, an intriguing movie in a lot of ways. Um, is there room for a sequel in this thing, or is this a kind of movie oh. that's designed to, to end on the... It's
1: pretty open-ended. Opening. I mean, I don't know if there's a sequel in the
0: making, but there's certainly there r- could room be. for one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, that, uh, our, well, then I I shouldn't ask this, because you're, you're not going to tell me. We're not going to tell you, probably. Do the two protagonists live, then, I'm assuming?
3: Okay, well, we don't know what happens with the nuclear weapon, but...
0: <laughs> Uh-oh!
3: But it's up in the air, uh, up in the air until, uh, until the very end. So um, right. you have to st- stick around. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah. there's definitely room to make a real interesting story uh, a story as uh, the search for Kenny Boy too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Kenny Boy creates his own nuclear bomb then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> boy, is this guy not evil enough? This guy just won't stop. He's so evil. Um, now, uh, does Kenny Boy have any personal staff with himself? Any adjuncts or sidekicks or comedy relief following him around or anything?
1: You know, he doesn't have anybody working for him. He doesn't have a personal staff. He has accomplices, uh-huh. um, and and towards the end, he has I, I don't know if you would call this person an accomplice, but an acquaintance who is pretty unusual. I don't want to say too much more to give it away, but so kind of uh, unexpected.
3: He, uh, he definitely has uh, his family working against him, unfortunately, in this situation, a, a distant aunt and cousin uh, provide some leverage for the um, for the boys when the When the nephew gets in trouble, uh, it, it gives the boys uh, Jim and Ted an in uh, to get some information out yeah. um, they 're following up on a lead uh, about uh, pork rinds they They find uh, <laughs> They find some mysterious pork rinds, which Kenneth Lay loved quite a bit. Oh, it's sort
0: of like a, a trail of crumbs. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> well that, that many criminals been tripped up like uh, with their pork rinds before. <laughs> uh, so so Kenneth Lay doesn't have an assistant that he hits on the head with a rolled up newspaper exactly. or no. calls him a doom cough? See,
2: he hits the American people over the head with a newspaper on a regular basis.
0: Well, yeah, well, I, I remember those days, and it still hurts on my noggin. You know those high electric, electrical bills, which is just amazing how much damage he was able to do in our in our public structure. Um, so, in, in space, is Kenneth Lay is he going to like uh, what, what's his what's his financial game plan in space? What's he what's he getting into?
1: Well, so that kind of uh, that gets at the heart of the question, actually. I mean, you would think here's this person who seems to be motivated by profit, yeah, um, you know, and and like a, the desire to gain at the cost of others. But it it turns out once he's in space that he's got a, a deeper and more nefarious game going on. Yeah. So I don't don't want to say anything more than that. But his motives are are surprising. Oh, okay. Still evil, yeah. but surprising.
0: Well, yeah, well, I was was hoping I could get some more detail, but no, you guys are just (laughs) going to tease me. Yeah, well, you go right ahead. I'm going to see the movie anyway, and I'm going to find out all about Kenneth Lay and all about his evil little plans.
1: It'd be interesting to hear your analysis when you're done with the
0: movie. You want me to? I'll I'll be more than happy to At some future date, folks, I'm going to spend at least half a show uh, analyzing Kenneth Lay when I get a chance to see it. Because uh, this is a movie that sounds like it has a lot to say uh, when it, nothing is being said. In other words, there's a lot being said between the lines definitely, here. Definitely. The backstory speaks to more than just an idle comedy between two bounty hunters. This is something that's going to talk about the heart of our uh, political system, et, et cetera. Well, that's really good. So, feel free to elaborate on, on this here. Uh, what What are you trying to? What's your under your message that you're trying to send here, can it play bad? So I can't
1: can't speak, you know, definitely about this because the writer isn't here, the person, Justin, who wrote the script, but I think what, what, kind of what comes out in this movie is how, how complicated reality is and how, you know, these are just two average guys, they're just trying to do their job and in the course of doing that they just kind of keep getting deeper and deeper into sort of this, this complicated large uh, system that, that uh, and uh, just even beyond that and okay. so um, I think that's kind of what what the writer is getting at what Justin is getting at how people try to make sense of the world and how impossible it is yeah. that's what I would say
2: Yeah, I would say that a large part of uh, making the film was just making something uh, entertaining, uh, just telling a story, uh, and, and having a fun, good fun time, yeah. and uh, yeah, and, and it's a it's a series. It's like uh, we just ask ourselves, like, what if, what if this were to be true, and what if this were to happen, and then we just kind of take it from there. And so there aren't necessarily any political views that we're spouting, uh, but more. Uh, just taking a look at an, an alternate universe.
1: And I think again too the the relationship between the two bounty hunters they're they're good friends and they're two just kind of all-American guys. You know, they have sort of old-fashioned American values, hard work, there's good guys, there's bad guys, etc. and they're they're confronted with this increasingly weird world that they're, you know, trying to wade through to to get their man. And so I think that's also a big part of it. How do these
3: two individuals react to that and how does their friendship withstand that? So I mean, how do they withstand the torture? I mean, that's another question. Torture, it's a you know? uh, something inside of them is keeping them strong uh, through there's the. Oh, oh, oh there is torture. torture. There's everything you could ask for. I should say though, it's all in good fun. There's nothing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing you wouldn't want to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, torture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dick Cheney thought torture was good fun. In mm-hmm. fact, he attended uh, several of the. Uh, tortures live. He wanted to see him in person. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting tidbit about uh, yeah. the, the evil one, I, I, in case you didn't know. Um, so so there's, ooh, there's going to be a torture scene. Now, that's on you know, most good science fiction films, they have a, a, a part of the film where the good guys are in chains or something. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like a, a yeah. that happens quite often. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're a, a clumsy bounty hunter, you just have to bumbled yourself into it.
1: I, I have to say, our scene is great. Our, our prerequisite torture scene is fantastic. <laughs> so.
0: Is it real? Is it realistic? How,
1: how real was it, would you say, as one of the actors
0: partaking? Yeah, did you get really hurt?
2: Uh, I was terrified. Um, I didn't get really hurt, but uh, there was some screams that weren't necessarily acting.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and and you know it's it is funny that you mentioned dick cheney uh because he's not necessarily in the film in the torture scene uh however you could make an argument that
0: he was Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow yeah well dick cheney's everywhere so uh, yeah that argument's easy to make
3: the thing i'm most afraid of uh in the torture scene is the badminton birdie when we see the shot of all the torture implements on the table among them is a uh, is a is a birdie, and I'm not sure what it's for, but I'm terrified of it, <laughs> and, uh, and I imagine the most humiliating thing of the whole experience was for Ted to be robbed of his Hawaiian shirt. You know? That's God. the worst. What?
0: The- God, this is terrible. The Hawaiian shirt's going to get ripped off. Oh, that's terrible. Well, okay, now I'm, I'm intrigued. You know, so, this is, so uh, well, is this Ted going to keep his cool when he, gets, he loses his shirt?
2: he definitely thinks that he does <laughs>
0: <laughs> interesting yeah. okay well yeah i guess there's a lot of views for uh of opinion you know as far as uh the roles go um well this sounds really good it's good good so far um let's see what are the questions that i want to ask there were a, a few that were important to me like um what type of uh, uh what, what does Kenneth Lay wear? Is he still wearing a business suit when he goes into outer space? Or does he get more of the typical evil genius uh, space suit?
2: Well, deep down, in, underneath all the clothes, everyone's naked. Uh, so we presume that he, uh, he he's at uh, some level naked. Uh, but we actually, uh, we don't get to see a whole lot of his attire.
1: you have to wear in space for your own protection
3: and Ken Lay is no different than everybody else. Yeah, suit and tie. <laughs> Speaking of protection in space, uh, it's, a tough, it's a tough world up there in space and, uh, you know, firearms are not a great idea to use on... Um, on uh, space uh, space stations, space shuttles to do uh, defend yourself. So uh, Jim and Ted get pretty creative uh, as far as uh, defending themselves. <laughs>
0: uh, this I uh, this I can't wait to see. Okay, so uh, so they're gonna blow up the space station. Well, now that's that doesn't that's, that sounds interesting. So are there, are there, is there anything besides, uh, which space station are we talking about? Uh, oh, that's
3: the question. Oh, <laughs> this is a space
0: station that uh, we're, we're not aware of yet. Could be. Could be, all right. Well, that sounds that sounds interesting. It's hard, hard to know for sure what we got out there mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. big, beautiful space. Mm-hmm. Except for, you know, if we had uh, some technology, we could probably be searching the space waves and near Earth to find people. But, you know, you can pay off the satellites. Mm-hmm by the satellite controllers and then you can slip anything enough, in anymore. Enough
1: money. I know. Our, our, even our good guys are forced to resort to bribery to get what they need to get. Oh,
0: do tell! I want to hear more about this.
1: Well there was an incident with the Olympic Committee, I believe, so yeah. uh, they helped the Olympic Committee make some money disappear and they use that money to buy their way into space, uh-huh. as a sort of last ditch effort. So,
0: <laughs> okay. so okay. yeah. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Um, I, I appreciate the, the fact that you guys went to a lot of trouble to devoid yourself of uh, any overt uh, political statement with the movie. But you couldn't help but let some of the, uh, your own uh, ennui uh, uh, slip out around the edges. What do you think uh, uh, is the most important message that slips around the edges, so to speak, the underlying message that, that isn't spoken but this seems to come through?
3: I mean, I think that the the thing that comes through is about friendship, is about these guys and how far they can go in this crazy world together. Uh, you know, uh, who it's it's not even a political message. It's a message about a couple of guys. Yeah.
0: Well, and here's another question. Here, this is kind of important. At any time do the two characters get into a political argument about Ken Lay's, uh, business practices or uh or is uh Oh, you're both
3: silencing yourselves. This is sp- do- no, I don't my, know.
2: My uh so the two characters seem somewhat uh oblivious to the politics around yeah. them. Um <laughs> yeah. and what's going on.
0: And that's yeah. the secret to their friendship <laughs> Okay. Well that's that's interesting. That's that's good. Uh well, I, I I imagine there's a lot of people that feel oblivious to politics and who can blame them because it can be so complicated at times and confusing. And of course, never not too many people even really tell the truth. Even those who could benefit from telling the truth don't even tell the truth all the time. Uh, well, at any rate, um, so uh, what what is the, the strongest Basis of this friendship, besides their being oblivious to politics, <laughs> what's what's the what's the what, what are they what's the, the solid rock of their friendship? You know, I think
1: they're they're oblivious to politics, but I think they're both motivated by a strong sense of justice. And there are bad guys out there in the world, and they want to bring the bad guys to justice. And okay. sometimes they don't always do that in the most competent manner, but they're. They're hard workers and they want to get their guy. So that I would say they're they're strongly motivated by a sense of justice.
0: So, so they are they are basically good guys. These aren't just your average run the mill bad guy. Uh, no, no, no. But they actually have a sense of justice, and that's why they're uh, looking yeah. for Kenneth Lay. Okay, that's interesting. Do, are they? Uh, do they have a, in their own minds? Do they have more of an agenda besides just getting him for the reward money, or do they want to get him just for the sheer justice of it?
2: I would say that they both feel that bounty hunting is an art form and that uh and it's it's also a type of competition uh, so if if you can get your man in the 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 fastest uh way and, and no matter what it costs uh that's that's sort of the uh the yeah the the noble uh, sentiment behind it.
0: Okay, well that's, that's really great. That tells me a little bit more about the characters, and more reason for me to like them. Now, uh, one of the things that's, that's most likable about the character is uh, sometimes they're, they're funny quirks. What's the, what, what, are the what, you, what are some of the quirks that the two characters act, and how do they deal with each other, quirk-wise?
1: Well, I would say Ted is the most overtly quirky of the two. and. Um you know, so he wears the Hawaiian shirt. That's kind of his, his shtick. And he uh, big Chuck Norris fan. Um, wow, okay. Huge but Chuck Norris good, fan. Is he
0: good at martial arts? Ted? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Ted's pretty good at martial arts. He's pretty good at hand-to-hand combat. Okay. Um, and I would say, Jim, his, he just has a, a weak spot for the lost women. So that's kind of his quirky thing, I would okay. say. What about you guys? The, the surrounding cast, or the secondary cast, is just uh, each of the, the kind of characters they run into, not necessarily their assistants, but people they run into to help them along the way are very, very quirky. Okay.
3: Or uh, people uh, not necessarily even helping them along the way. Uh, the people standing against them are a pretty interesting uh, crew. Um, we uh, have a pretty fabulous uh, head of the military system who... Uh, who uh, likes to holler and ride to war in Cadillacs, yep, yep. real men go to war in Cadillacs. Well, some
0: of them are so armor plated, they're uh, like mini tanks. Exactly, know. exactly. Great, great, uh, the, the, those, that's the kind of thing that makes for a good movie and a good solid comedy. And I'm, I'm, uh, can, When do you think uh, you'll be through with the, the editing and the post production?
3: Uh, a lot of the post production is done and we expect it to be coming out uh in September of this year and then we'll be taking it to festivals around the country um and uh we'll see where it goes from there you know um we look forward to uh showing it at festivals like i said and uh and all of the viewers can see the trailer on IMDb or uh YouTube search uh the search for Kenny boy okay
0: lovely lovely joy um uh let's see here uh, does uh, Kenneth Skilling uh, make an appearance in the, in the movie?
1: No, I, Ken, Ken Lay is kind of the only. Excuse me, uh, I met, I
0: met not yeah. Kenneth Skilling, but uh, you know his, 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 his,
1: subordinate. his subordinate. No, Kenneth Ken Lay is kind of the only, the only you know direct link between this universe and and the universe that this movie takes place. I would oh, okay. say you know okay. so. They, he he's he's kind of the one who kind of travels over into that universe and and is. Is the starting point. So yeah. Well,
0: that sounds really interesting. Now, do you have hover cars in this uh, particular? What kind of changes and differences are there in this universe? Just, just names and places. Nothing mm-hmm. technologically different. No, I
3: can't think of anything. It looks, uh, looks pretty much like our world, except, uh, you know, we do, we do come to find out, uh, as Mike mentioned, that Kenneth Lay has, uh, has mastered uh, brainwashing. Um, oh, okay. So you have to sort of look out for that, for the signs of brainwashing. Um, very difficult to detect, as you might imagine.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. So he's a master of brainwashing. Is there okay? Is there more alien influence in this alternate universe? Like more space stations, yeah. kind of hidden up there in space, in a way that can't be tracked by satellite and that sort of thing?
1: There's there's definitely alien influence, although sort of like in in our world, the people who who insist that there's alien influence are not taken very seriously
3: so um <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> well what a surprise <laughs> yeah. nothing quite as funny uh... No, nobody makes uh... quite as good of jokes as uh... as marginalized populations they uh... they love to um... they love to talk about their craft with great enthusiasm and yeah. we have quite a few of those uh... Yeah. characters in the movie yeah.
0: Oh, great 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 so another in other words this is more the commentary that's coming out around the edges of the the film but it's handled in a humor form so that it makes it uh, a little bit more to you guys are obviously not grinding any axes here but it looks like you're just trying to fill up uh, water balloons
3: <laughs> yeah it's all about it's all about entertaining uh this movie's a, it's really funny to watch wherever you lie on the political social spectrum um it's uh it's full of good jokes <laughs>
0: even if i despise kenneth lay i I will still find it amusing
3: yeah Yeah.
0: okay well that's that's good okay uh does kenneth lay have a a a pet like a cockatoo or an exotic animal (laughs) of some sort
1: oh but what a brilliant insertion that would have been but
0: no okay
1: not not that we know of
0: okay all right uh well um I'm trying to think of some of the more of the trademarks of an evil guy. you managed to make an evil guy here with no sidekicks or, <laughs> or exotic pets, but he does have a lot of uh, tools and toys.
3: I would say Kenneth Lay is more the exotic pet in this situation. Uh. Unbeknownst uh, to him, I would say. Yeah. Unbeknownst to him, he's uh, more of a cog than he knows in the whole wheel of, uh, of scheming going on in the film.
0: Here's the question. Does Kenneth Lay get his mind brainwashed?
3: Mm, um, I guess
1: you'll have to find out. Oh
0: no, don't do that to me again. <laughs> oh no. Okay, they're, they're gonna tease me some more. Well, that's good. If you wanna find out if Kenneth is gonna get brainwashed, then perhaps you should watch this film. I can't wait for it to come out. Oh, How are you going to release it? What's your distribution gonna be like? Over the internet uh,
2: for starters we 're going to submit to festivals okay. and uh, have it distributed that way okay, and then we 'll we'll see where where that takes us
0: yeah, okay well that 's good, so now uh, okay, <laughs> speaking of which now you sh- you shot the movie as if it were in Texas right uh, d- did that uh, what did you have to do to try to alter the scenery or change things and give it that Texas feel did you put people in the background with cowboy hats on or anything
3: Uh you know we had um we didn't have uh too many outdoor shots that would have revealed it to be not Texas. We were our our director of photography um was really fabulous um as at setting up the shots very careful. Yep, yep. Okay. Well, that's that's
0: really good. Um, do you have any other people you'd like to mention that work really hard at the movie, like your editor, perhaps? Or <laughs> maybe a, did you have any people doing sci-fi stuff or CGI in the movie? Yeah. Look at oh, boy. Okay, <laughs> this is the big information.
2: Yeah. So there's a, a special effects guy, John Carlton, who's helping us out. Uh, and done a really good job. Um, all of the actors in the film, Paul Einhorn, uh, Damone Gore, Kelly Hyde, um, John Fantasia was in it, did a great job for us. Um, and uh, and, and Nick, 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 Nick Kosan was our director of photography, and he was one of the, the, the biggest parts of the film.
0: Wow, it sounds like a really really great crew to work with. Yeah, there's nothing funner than being in a movie when it goes well. What's that? Three minutes. Okay, yeah, we've got about three minutes left. Uh, do you guys got anything you want to say to your alternate universe selves? You know, I mean, whatever
3: is possible
0: out there has happened. And you can talk to yourself. Better.
3: To my alternate universe self, uh, next time uh, you're working on the production staff of a film, remember that, Oreos, do not make good snacks or you will have a film full of people with black and white teeth <laughs> and you'll lose a whole day of production if you're not careful.
0: <laughs> That's a good advice in any universe. Anything
3: else? Did you like I, to
1: talk you know, I I would say stay away from those gray cigarettes.
3: Gray
0: cigarettes, don't touch them. Yeah. Anything you'd like to say to your alternate I guess just
2: shoot first, ask questions later. All
0: right, okay. <laughs> Well, that just about wraps it up here for the uh, Multiversal News. Uh, We've uh, had fun and uh, we're going to be doing some more uh, talking to the alternate universes more in the future. But there's plenty in this universe to be amazed at and plenty of wonderful works of art that that are coming out now that uh, should be enjoyed. I can't wait to see the Kenny Boy coming out in September. I'd like to have you guys back on again sometime uh, once we get the movie out. Maybe we can show you some choice clips. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, thank you very much. And that will be the Multiversal News. See you again next week.